Like Retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the saddest episode of the show ever. (laughs) Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, After that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um, I took away the pressure, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of The One Fall Show, a show that's not only a friendly conversation about the week that was in professional wrestling and sports entertainment, but also a quiz show. I am your host, Shawnee Constant. And I am here, as usual, with three competitors and one timekeeper. Erica, you are the glue that holds together our... Um, is, there a sniffing our glue, is there a sniffing glue uh, reference that can be f- put in here? No, I was going to say, I am the glue that holds together this Charles Entertainment Cheese production value that we bring <laughs> every <laughs> single week. The Rodent Casino. That, that, is, that is a... That is an off-air cut for our friends, yes. <laughs> listeners. Now yes. taking this in, going, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shawnee just mentioned sniffing glue. I swear to God, I'm not sniffing glue. That's just that's just how I'm working right now. Long I day, a long week to stop sniffing glue. yes yes and that is the voice of our uh, first contestant the many many time champion of the one fall show and uh someone who does not enjoy chuck e cheese pizza mr (laughs) nate bender no it's basically like you took cardboard smothered it with red sauce not marinara just red and then put uh cheese-like substance if you took spray cheese out of a can and then filled it on top of that pizza that's what a charles entertainment cheese pizza uh would uh would that's that's the closest closest approximation that i could get to it hi i'm glad to be here i've watched more wrestling than i've watched maybe in my entire life in the last week so i'm ready to do this Wow, you sounded wow. particularly happy for having gone through that ordeal. <laughs> I, I also like that we've introduced Canon as tasting like red is, uh, you know, a tomato-like paste, whereas tasting like blue is your blue raspberry candy and, uh, and right. sweet drinks. So Yeah, I'm not sure if good. it was marinara or salsa, or uh, but it was chunky and not very appetizing. Have you ever had pizza with sauce that tasted a little too much like spaghetti sauce? Yes. That is always disappointing. Yes. I've also uh, very recently had a semi-cooked oven pizza where the the dough is not fully done. Horrible. Disgusting. Vomit worthy. It was the worst thing I've had. uh, I've put in my mouth uh, in the last two years. I like where this is going, and I hope that we have more pizza talk in the future. But before we get to that, let's introduce our second contestant, someone who enjoys Chuck E. Cheese pizza, Mr. Justin Valentine. Listen, I I, I worked at, uh, I'm going to call it Chunky Cheese Pizza, because clearly that's where Nate is going with it. Listen, the mac and cheese pizza won me over, period. I had that way too often. I do not regret it. 
It is not the worst thing I put in my mouth. And yes, Erica loves how we that we phrase it that way. Phrasing. What, what kind? I'm glad phrasing. I could be here. What kind of insane gimmick pizzas are you eating at Chuck E. Cheese? That <laughs> Mac is that cheese. That is disgusting. The the thought of that Wonderful. is disgusting. No, so good. Oh, gross. Putting his face so behind good. the culinary scientists over at the Rat Casino. Yeah. As the famous meme puts it. <laughs> <laughs> the rat sponsored child casino. Hopefully one day we're on video and you can show everybody your Chuck E. Cheese costume dance. I have a <laughs> pin. I still have my employee of the month pin. That's Chuck E. Cheese. That's nice. Outstanding. Isn't it cute? Make sure to put that on your resume, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Got it. <laughs> of course, Justin was employee of the month at Chuck E. Cheese. At some Just point. wear it as a tie tack to your it next away. interview. <laughs> Or throw it away and never mention it to anyone. I actually have it taped up on my wallet. My That's at work. That seems like a horrible idea. It's not. Erica, okay. Chuck, next time you're in the station, stop yeah. by we'll be looking desk. for it. You'll see it. Yeah. Let me know yeah, when her right. freeze is over. <sighs> and let us introduce the most disappointing, the, the most disappointing moment of them all after hearing those two introductions. I have to introduce our two-time champion, Mr. Chuck Bean, how are you doing, sir? I'm feeling great. You know, having uh, won this one fall show two times, I am now sponsored by Charles Entertainment Cheese Pizza. And uh, I love me some red sauce. So I'm looking forward to the competition today and talking about all the great things happening in professional wrestling. All right. Well, everybody, Chuck has seen some great things in professional wrestling this week. We're all going to have to up our game to match his enthusiasm. Well, Chuck, we've got three categories, as we always do. Each one consists of three questions worth one, two, and three points each. You get a po uh, the points based on the correct answers or comedic answers if Erica is feeling benevolent. Uh, our three categories, Smack Raw, the Midweek Meet, and... Around the ring, because I still haven't come up with a catchy title for that category yet. Which category would you like to start with? I was going to say Smack Raw, but I love that it's called the Midweek Meet now. So we have yeah. to start there. We just have Great. to. Named Mid after Mid Sean Stasiak, by the way. Exactly. Midweek <laughs> Meet. All right. Did I miss anything in that intro? I'm a little a little off my game. Uh, I think we got everything right. Yeah. Introductions. Yeah, that's all good. necessary. Perfect. And Erica, you are ready to start keeping some scores. You betcha. We got the thumbs up from Erica. Everything is right with the world. All right, Chuck. After teasing for several weeks, uh, this talent-rich young upstart, after teasing him for several weeks, this talent-rich young upstart finally debuted on NXT to put <clears throat> Cameron Grimes in his place. <laughs> Who was this rookie? This was the highlight of my week. It would be the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yes, Ted DiBiase. A little bit of a carny, this gentleman. Uh, oh. Perhaps some trouble with the law uh, from time to time, which, you know, is expected from someone who runs a church. Uh, tell us about oh, how excited you were, Chuck. <laughs> I saw when Cameron Grimes walked into the jewelers to look for a watch, I saw him with a newspaper in front of him and knew immediately where this was going. And the payoff later on in the show was absolutely worth it to, to hear that, that laugh and to see Cameron Grimes be all disappointed. I hope this is the beginning 
of a feud between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase that is purely based in trying to one up each other as rich people. Oh, sweet Jesus. Do not say that. That opens the door for Ted Jr. And you do not say that. (laughs) I want it. I want it. No, no, (laughs) Ted Jr. The DiBiase's versus the Mysterios at WrestleMania 38. (laughs) (laughs) And they book it for like 40 weeks. Oh, my God. Outside of uh, the junior getting involved, I like the idea. This was fun. This was, I you know, shout out to NXT for giving us a segment like that because you don't know, normally see segments like that with a Hall of Famer coming in, you know, to help push a storyline like that. Uh, you don't normally see that in NXT unless it's Shawn Michaels or Triple H because, of course, they're the ones that trained and helped down there in NXT. So I liked it. It was a little, you know, Cameron Grimes has been mentioning Ted DiBiase for a while. No one ever knew if they would actually do something with it or if he was just going to keep yelling out his name. Uh, I loved it. It was cool. It's nice to see legends back every once in a while. Um, and, you, and you're right. It kind of sticks out on on NXT uh, where you don't. Yeah, unless it's it's trips or uh, or, or Sean, you really don't. Or Road Dog, Road Dog Two pops up every right. once in a while. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't. You, you tend to not see. Uh, it, like there's a very strict division. It seems like between the main roster and NXT, and um, it might be a sign that you know maybe NXT, uh, maybe WWE might start um, seeing NXTs closer to a third co-equal brand as as opposed to strictly their developmental department and i think that's what most nxt fans want is a real like attention to booking so you know fingers crossed yeah i wonder i'm very curious to see if this impacts cameron grimes's um standing when he is moved up like does having that video with Ted DiBiase sort of tickle Vince McMahon do we see a different trajectory when he hits the main roster than uh some of our favorites other favorites have in the past so uh Nate what is it about Ted I do not know Ted DiBiase Jr. at all what is it about him that sucks in particular for you have a few minutes Oh, his stupid face. Everything about his <laughs> body That's language sucks. He sucks in the ring. He's maybe only second to David Flair in like the worst heir appearance to a wrestling career ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just has he has no business being in a wrestling ring. Uh, he's also a carny. So there you go. I would but submit did- uh current contenders for that title uh hook who uh yeah the only good thing that he ever did was fall out of a body bag and if the you follow, david flair of aew if you follow yes. twitter i'm constantly telling him to get back in his bag and off of my tv screen nice <laughs> <laughs> thanks ted dibiase jr did give cody rhodes like that fantastic story though about coming back through the curtain yeah the rest the ref was trying to fuck on him the ref was trying to fuck on me well true if you haven't seen the story, I'll share it in our uh, One Fall Show uh, Facebook group. It's worth it. All right. I'm interested to see. It sounds like something from our writers. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen Botchamania, you know the quote at least. Fuck on me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, you have one big point going into question two. 
Uh, on this week's AEW, um, I think the show opened with what, uh, I, to me, I, I was high, uh, and I'm always excited for <laughs> AEW. But what I thought was a shocking upset, a shocking upset. A shocking uh, upset. Who, uh, huh. what was this shocking upset for two points uh, to end the first match, the opening match of AEW this week? You got five. Wow. I, uh, I, can't, I can't even remember who the P, I was hoping for a context clue of who was in it. And I don't remember. I'm going to have to give these points to uh, one of the other competitors. I got nothing. All right. He's got nothing. Uh, Nate, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, you know, I said I was watching a lot of wrestling. <laughs> um, I know that this. OK, this was Hangman, Adam Page and Brian Cage. And I'm pretty sure Brian Cage won. That is correct, sir. Ending the 13 win streak that we discussed last week of the hangman Adam page. Everyone thought that page was going to be facing Kenny Omega at the next pay-per-view. And now we have a, a huge curveball. What do you think of this move? Yeah. You know, cage uh, on an upswing, um, a little bit of a pause on the cowboy here. Uh, was it time for the cowboy to face uh, Kenny Omega? Oh God, no, 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 no. Kenny Omega. It seems like is still, very much in the upswing of the belt collector gimmick. So until that sort of reached its pinnacle, whatever that pinnacle uh -huh. is, uh, I don't think that you you <laughs> have a legit contender like, um, you know, like an, a hangman Adam Page. But at the same time, they've kind of botched it with with Page. Um, I think getting him mixed up in the dark order has sort of uh, put his position solidly into the mid card. And I think that out of, you know, the last six months of storytelling uh, page has been the one to flounder the most. Um, I, I want him to do well. I want him uh, to su succeed and, um, you know, rise to the level of being that that challenge to to Kenny Omega, because it's a great full circle story of the breakup and the dissolution of their tag team to then challenging for the title. I just I, I you know, I think there needs to be more time. Page needs to go through a rebuild period. They need to separate him from the Dark Order. And I also think that Brian Cage is a way bigger threat or should be presented as a bigger threat um, and a much sooner threat, a much more immediate threat uh, to Kenny's title reign. I think that that's much more interesting storytelling and kicks the can down the road for the inevitable because they've been rushing every storyline. It's the big, my big complaint about AEW right now is they're rushing everything. So yeah, I, I think that this, that particular story needs more time to breathe. I wouldn't even say they're rushing anything. I would say there's the box? too much. Oh yeah, well, they've they've rushed a lot. But here, but here's or inner where circle I'm and go. pinnacle rush. Right, but here's what I'm going. Inner circle and pinnacle, yes. But I, most of everything else, including Adam Page, there's too much of this. There's too much of changing. Right, it, you yeah. know, a curveball here yeah. and there in a storyline is good, right? But it seems like you know the second you think. Adam Page is on a rise because they're focusing on his win streak, win streak. And then for absolutely no reason, he loses to Brian Cage. And then he's probably going to win again next week. And all of a sudden he's on his rise. And then something else where there's no consistent rise in a storyline to really get behind who outside of Kenny Omega is in John Moxley, 
who is going to get a push in this company. Outside of those are the only two people who have had a consistent story as top contenders and top superstars in the company because everybody else goes on a win streak and then loses for absolutely no damn reason. And then they're not on TV for a week and then they lose again. And then they're in some stupid partnership for some reason. It's just so all over the place. And this is another example. They were focusing on Adam Page's win streak for so long. And then he loses a random match to open the show to Brian Cage. There's no story around that. It's just, okay, cage one, and we move on. That makes no sense because you were just focusing so much on his win streak to the point that people thought he would be the one to take the belt off of Omega, even with Moxley and Christian Cage and other people going after Omega. So there's just too much bouncing around in the storyline for most of the storylines in AEW. First, let me say that there, there's a legendary Detroit Lions coach, Wayne Fonts, uh, saw, oversaw the early days of Barry Sanders, uh, yes. people may know, uh, saying there was a winning streak and then it ended for absolutely no reason. Sounds exactly like a post-game speech from, from Wayne Fonts. He was such a nut. <laughs> <laughs> um, secondly, talking about uh, a lack of traction, the murder bird, the murder hawk, yeah. His face again. He's a baby face again. He's he's on the yeah. he is on the big show track for face heel turns. <laughs> Chuck, who is your yeah. favorite? Flippy McFlip, uh, haste <laughs> feel guy, face heel guy. I do, I do agree that uh, the murder hawk is definitely uh, in in a gray area right now. He's a tweener. Can't tell. Uh, depending on you can only tell whose side he's on depending on who he's beating up. At this point, I did say on this show before, probably a year or two ago when AEW started that Adam Page was my least, uh, my least interesting member of the elite. I have liked over the last couple of years how they've added to his character with the, the tag team with Kenny, with the stuff that's going on with the Dark Order. And I have to wonder if it's the longest of long term storytelling. If I had to pick right now when Kenny eventually has his day and has to lose every belt he's collected who on the AEW roster pulls the belt off him. I feel like it makes the most storyline sense for Adam page to have that full circle story of like, we were tag team partners and then we turned on each other and we didn't like each other. And then you went on to bigger things and I didn't make it. But now is my time. And I have to wonder if across the, uh, the, the company, if they look at Adam page as like, that's our guy in a couple years. So we have to, build him now so that in a couple years he can be our rock or stone cold steve austin i mean i think i think there's also something to be said for tearing a guy down to build him back up again sure um you know you have that you have that downward trajectory where you know he can isolate he can break away from the dark order without having it to uh, having it have to be this weird almost breakup storyline with him and John Silver, right? Sure. Like that, that was, it was weird. And especially with all the stuff with Brody at the time, it just, it was, it was just fucking weird. And I feel like they kind of got stuck in this place where they're like, we don't want to bury the dark order because, you know, the legacy that Brody leaves, we want to respect that. And I, I understand that. And I totally respect them for doing that. I think that that's, you know, probably the right thing to do in that scenario. But on the other hand, you've got this guy who I think I think you're right, Chuck, in a couple of years is the guy. 
how do we separate the two? Because they're both faces and we can't turn one against the other. Right. How do we do that? How do we do that and not make it weird and awkward? Um, this may be part of it. I, I don't know. I hope it is. Um, but I, I, I what I hope it's not is an indication that uh, Paige is starting to, to slide down the card. Right. Interesting stuff. AEW continues to be polarizing here on the show. All right, Nate. So you have taken control of the category and no good. Uh, you get the three point question here. So NXT opened the show uh, with a wrestling match, I mean, a WWE event opening with a wrestling match. How novel, how exciting. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it featured uh, uh, Nate and Chuck's favorite uh, Dakota Kai versus this legend of the women's game who is gunning for Ra Raquel Gonzalez's women's title. Um, remember how I said I watched a lot of wrestling? Um, <laughs> Sometimes can work against you because there's so much in the old brain pot. Is, yeah. it, is it Mercedes Martinez? It is. Hey! That is correct for three points. I like I like Mercedes. It's the only reason that that popped out. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. That's the uh, the third autograph I have on my wall is uh, Mercedes Martinez. I think that she's got a ton to offer the women's division. Having seen her in the bingo hall, it was very clear what a professional wrestler she was compared to the other women who just don't get the opportunity. You know, um, there just yeah. isn't a lot of work out there, especially two, three years ago. And she just, she looked like a veteran who had been grinding nonstop for, you know, well over a decade. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I, I, I've seen the footage of um, the Kobo show where it was her and Mia Yim. Uh, they were the only uh, female wrestlers on the entire card that night. And they came in and rocked the house and left. Um, I've got a ton of respect for uh, Mercedes Martinez. And you would think that the way that she ended up pulling back from retribution, by the way, smart, yes. smart, very, right. very smart. The way that she pulled back from retribution, you would think that maybe there would have been her own form of retribution uh, from the company. Uh, but it seems like she's kind of largely avoided that, right? Like there was a period of time, like maybe three or four months where she wasn't seen on NXT TV as they transitioned her back. Um, but I love, I, I love seeing her on, uh, on, on NXT. I want to see more of her. Yeah, I think she, and I also think she is the perfect first contender for Raquel Gonzalez. Cause totally. I think they're having their first match, their title match in a couple weeks on NXT. And that's going to be a damn good match. Cause Raquel Gonzalez is a beast as well. Uh, and that's, you know, Raquel Gonzalez is probably going to win and that helps make her title reign look that much stronger because they're going to put on one hell of a match. Of course, she's going to come out on top, but that says a lot about Mercedes Martinez as a challenger and probably a future champion in NXT in the future. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's good booking to have the two of them go against each other because obviously Raquel is a very uh, tall girl in, as opposed to all the opponents that she's going to have, whether it's Io Shirai or maybe a Dakota Kai or whoever else in the women's division. And uh, to pair her up with somebody that's the similar in stature is definitely a good first opponent. I'm really curious how Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez will eventually separate. I really hope it's not as predictable as we all expect it to be. And, and maybe 
Um, you know, instead of Dakota turning on Raquel because she wants the title, maybe Raquel just decides I don't need you anymore. I think that's how it's going to go and maintains her heel status. Yeah. I I think that's how it's going to go because of the way Dakota is supporting her, where it's kind of holding her title for her kind of, she's not getting involved in matches. It's almost like she's kind of her bitch. Like, let me hold your title for you while you do your business and do this. And let me hand you your title when you want it back. And this, that, whatever. I I do appreciate I do appreciate that Dakota Kai is playing that role right now instead of, you know, immediately transitioning to the, well, I wanted that. And the whole reason I brought you in to be with me so I could get that. And now you have it. What the hell? Right. But that has a way of creating resentment over time because Dakota has been there for what? Four years, five years now. It's been a while. She's been there for a while. Um, So, you know, I think that that has a very real way of creating some compelling um, uh, um, motive to to turn on your partner like that. Um, I, I think I, I think that that's just good storytelling. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I also think Raquel Gonzalez has a great look for a women's wrestler. Totally, but her in ring work still feels a little rough around the edges. She's so greenish. I, I feel like you're going to have to put a Mercedes Martinez and a yes. Dakota Kai and a lot of people who are really polished. Uh, up against her so that she can, you know, come into her own in sup- probably the same way they had to do that with Batista when, when he, you know, got to be on in the big time, they had to put a lot of veterans in there to, you know, kind of sand off the edges. Yeah. I, I think that there was a process of doing that with Rhea Ripley too, which is really interesting. Cause now that she's on the main roster, I think some of those edges are starting to show like they've, they've had some very odd pairings, like her and Oscar, you could tell that they worked awkwardly together. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if that's just the, I mean, cause you know, it's quite possible. Uh, Rhea had ring rust, you know, she was sure. thrust into that main event spotlight as soon as she came up. So she had like, what, what she had no matches. She had no matches on raw. Right. So like, yeah, I, I, I expect there to be an adjustment period, but yeah, uh, Ra- Raquel is definitely going to uh, need, uh, some some senior folks to to be able to lead her through those matches. Um, but she has all of the upside in the world. I think that yeah. she has all of the same upside that Rhea Ripley had. Um, she doesn't quite have the same, you know, striking look or alternative look that that Ripley has, which is, I think, good because you need to set your, you know, uh, uh, yourself apart from that. But I think, you know, between Rhea and Raquel, you've got two huge women in your your women's division and i think that that plays very very well when so many of your stars are uh you know sasha banks and um you know carmella and and so that that makes a very interesting dynamic to sort of play with all right erica after one round where do the points stand so far we have Ms. nate bender winning things with five points followed by Chuck with one point Justin yet to get on the board but he will kick off round number two all right Justin you're a big old number two which (laughs) category would you like to choose to start the round oh man um well I you can't have midweek meat you gotta go with second best and that of course is smacked raw all right. Uh, <laughs> Next week's SmackDown has a gimmick. 
which according to various reports, surprised personnel when it was announced and has no actual production design behind it. Of course. Working for WWE has got to be fun. What is that gimmick? Uh, it's going to be a, th- a throwback SmackDown. That is correct. What would you like to see out of throwback SmackDown? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the fist, obviously, the stage is, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Chuck's Crazy. fist is in, yeah, yeah. Bring back the fist. <laughs> Give me your fist. Um, no, so, uh, uh, yes, fist of me, course. SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show title. No, uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. So, it's, so far, it's between that and Charles Entertainment Cheese presents the One Fall Show. So hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. So um, both winners. So but go yeah, make your no, point. Of course, it, of course, it's the stage sets. That's the only thing that SmackDown really, you know, is you know makes it feel like a throwback. Any throwback wrestling show. Bring back the old stage sets. Uh, the problem is, is WWE for some ungodly reason over the last decade or so has just given up outside of WrestleMania on putting together stage sets, whether it be for the individual shows, pay-per-views, big events, whatever it may be. Uh, they just said, fuck that. You know, before Raw had its own stage, SmackDown had its own look. Every pay-per-view had their own unique look. And that was part of the fun of the shows. And they just totally wiped that away. So I don't care if they go with the fist. I don't care if they go with the uh, the original uh, oval SmackDown set. Let this be at the beginning of let's actually put some thought into our fucking stage sets, especially once live crowds come back. I'm I mean, sure look- they save a ton of money on just doing LED boards. Because you know, they need to yeah. save a ton of money. Uh, fair. Well, listen, Justin, uh, WWE order bulk ordered uh, 75 pallets of LED boards uh, back in uh, 2018. <laughs> and so they just put them they, they assemble them into different configurations based on the need, um, which is uh, really, really boring. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I think the only thing that I want to see from uh, Retro Smackdown is uh jim Cornette and uh <laughs> and uh fuck what what who was who called it with him um who called the the first smackdown the first smackdown yeah it was jim Cornette and uh jim Cornette? michael cole yeah so let's get huh. jim Cornette and michael cole to to call it and uh well that's not gonna happen jim's not leaving his house um but yeah like uh i what don't know say? that sounds awful oh it was great <laughs> it was great is it really a vintage SmackDown if Teddy Long doesn't make a few tag matches and then put no. somebody in a match one on one with the Undertaker? Are you player? suggesting this is going to be the introduction of Hologram Undertaker, Chuck? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we I'm do. sorry. They did I'm... just say they've got tons of LED boards. They do. I'm I'm over the Teddy Long thing. <laughs> His ass walks out on on Friday. I'm turning off the TV. You know it's going to. Justin Valentine, the man who's on one on one hand annoyed that they've taken all of the fun out of wrestling, and two doesn't like Morrow or Teddy Long. You know what? No, you let know me what? say something. By the way, by the way, I will say, uh, going back to Morrow, I don't want to dive back into that and switch up, but he, he did a very good. I was I was very entertained. Thank with you. the uh, Omega match in Rich Swan. I'm going to throw Thank that you. out there. I was not annoyed. I don't know if I'm remembering wrong or whatever. I just felt like he was always on 11, even when you didn't need to be on 11. 
Um, and when announcers do that in any sport or wrestling, it gets too much for me. And that's how I always envision him. Uh, it didn't feel like that in the Rich Swan Kenny Omega match at all. So I was very, very pleased with that. Um, Teddy Long, I'm over. I'm not, I'm not taking that back. <laughs> all right, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's a, it's a compromise, and I'm going to yes. accept that. There we go. All right. For two points, Justin, let me ask you, what's better than Nia Jax going from monster heel champion to stumbling buffoon with one simp? Well, that's Nia Jax doing the same with two simps. Whose is Reginald's new competition for the heart of Nia Jax after last week's abysmal episode of Raw? Every week's abysmal, to be fair. Uh, Angel Garza. That is correct. Uh, let me say, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of complaints out in the IWC about the booking of the women's tag team division on Monday Night Raw. I like the concept of having this sort of never-ending schmaz of tag teams because yes. in a real world, it would give everybody a chance to at least have TV time to do something to set them apart for the next week. Yes. However, one, everything is so tightly scripted, we don't get that because people are afraid to step out. And two, the centerpiece is this damn Nia Jax Reginald thing. Yes. What can they do to fix this? Uh, get get rid of Nia Jax, get, get the belts off of her and, and Shayna, break those two up, uh, and then slowly fizzle Nia Jax off of TV for a while, if not for good. Uh, stop pushing her. No one outside of, you know, whether or not you like her in the ring or not, uh, you talk about the irritating storyline with Reginald, if you talk about the hurting the freaking employees left and right because you're so just all over the place when it comes to being an in-ring competitor, yeah, get the titles off them because I 100% agree with you. I don't hate the status of the women's tag team division right now. We actually have multiple, numerous tag teams that have been together consistently for a, a decent amount of time trying to be tag team champions. That concept, I'm all for. It gets more people on TV. It gives some some type of relevancy to those titles. But yes. Nia Jax and Shannon need to lose those titles. Reginald, if he's a superstar, go put him on 205 Live. Let's see him in the ring. Forget this, whatever character this is uh, with Nia. Angel Garza has so many better things he could be doing than randomly stalking Nia Jax backstage. So, yes, please just end it. You know, we I, haven't. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I honestly don't know. This is a tailspin of an angle that uh, I don't think has panned out for anyone. No one looks good coming out of, uh, I think, the women's tag division, especially not Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler is the one talent in here who uh, deserves way more than she's getting right now being paired with Nia Jax. Um, I hate to break it to you, Justin. Nia Jax is related to The Rock, so she's not losing her job anytime soon. Um, unless she paralyzes someone, I don't see it. Like well, That's not out of the realm of possibilities. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that uh, it's there's a lot of things. And even then, Vince McMahon may cover for her. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I just I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I am of the opinion that the women's tag division is in a lot of trouble. I think the women's division in general is really lacking a lot of star power. Um, you know, especially, you know, you're trying to work Charlotte kind of back into a program. Um, but she's just kind of, uh, you know, figuring out where, which direction she's going. Uh, it, it, 
basically, I think the million dollar question for WWE's women division, women's division is how quickly can you get Becky Lynch back in that ring? Yep. That's yeah, it. I could, I could see that. Absolutely. Uh, I think we all know that this story inevitably leads to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler losing the titles and the separating. I think we've all really been gung ho about wanting it to happen as soon as possible. I got three words for you as far as how this should end tag team turmoil. Haven't seen one of these matches since like the attitude era where they would just put two tag teams in the ring. And then as soon as one of them wins, uh, another team comes out. And uh, I feel like that's where the build is currently going with Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler is that no t- one team can beat the two of them because they're too powerful individually, much less as a unit. But if every team on the roster has a shot at them in the same match, then they don't stand a chance. Um, isn't that what night one of WrestleMania was? Yeah. Tag and haven't turmoil? we seen them against every tag team with I, I, your whole, your entire thesis is invalid, sir. <laughs> I do. I do just want to make a point though, that I, I'm not trying to be dismissive of, of WWE's women's division and say that it rests solely on the back of Becky Lynch. And I think actually Sean Helms made a really, really good point on Twitter this week uh, when he said, listen, this comes down to the booking. Absolutely. Uh, Becky Lynch got over because of the way that she was booked. The storyline was naturally compelling. She had the charisma to carry it off. Yes, but it was fundamentally in the way the matches were booked. And we've backslid now with the women's division to a point where they're getting kind of arbitrary, you know, match lengths. And, uh, you know, you're not you're sort of featuring as many women as possible in this women's division. And then you've got two or three people that are operating at a higher level. And I I think a lot of that comes down to the way that WWE is deciding to book and they've booked particularly weak in the women's division. Yep. Yeah. Right to me, Naomi. Why is Naomi not given a push as an individual star? She has been with the company for a very long time and she's incredibly popular with us a huge segment of the audience yet. She's, Absolutely. you know, she's staked to Lana. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. God bless you. Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, for all our complaining, Justin, WWE yep. demonstrated that they do have the ability to put on great wrestling shows by ending the week with what I thought was an excellent main event between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Yes. Without going over, how long was this match? We will, of course, use we will, of course, use uh, prices right rules. Yeah, this could have been your final fall. Um, Are we including commercial time as well? I have no idea how they. uh, Well, they're wrestling during the commercials, so I would assume so. Yes, I don't know if they are anymore. There's no live crowd. They could just be. (laughs) Good Um, point. Uh, I'm using. I'm I think it's four one one mania. Who, who one, yeah. one of these sites that keeps time? I'm assuming they're doing uh, commercial time too. Problem is, is I watch online, which means they skip commercials. Uh, I would say let's do twenty uh, twenty four. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not. I'm not twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four uh, minutes. Who should we go to next, Erica? Do we go to Chuck? Um, I believe we would go to Chuck because right. he is next in line, lowest points uh, wise. I'm going to guess about 48 minutes. All right. And Nate. 
going to split the difference and say 31-25. The time I have here is 27 minutes, 18 seconds. Justin Valentine did not go over. Wow. Stuff. Well done. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was a straight guess because I, I felt watched like, online and they just skipped commercials. I felt like when I was watching it, I felt like it was half the show. Yeah, it didn't yeah, that's what, yeah. They've been booking oddly, right? On on SmackDown, like the, yeah. the weight of things has been interesting. Sure. So we this week, uh, Mason T Bar still at it. No AJ and almost Charlotte Flair <laughs> with some nonsense. She's suspended. No, she's not. Uh, did anything aside from RK Bro uh, move the needle this week? RK Bro, and of course this this final. Um, Wait, are we a fan of RK Bro? <laughs> I don't. I hate I hate that RK Bro kind of popped me. Like I hate it. I hate. <laughs> Listen, I that's hate what Matt I hate. Riddle. I hate Matt Riddle so much. Yes. But like, I, I, it, I think it's more Randy Orton just sort of being reluctant and begrudging about it that gets it over. At yes. least with me, because I, I yes. Matt Riddle. Matt, it's it's more watching Randy Orton having to, you know, stomach Matt Riddle that I think is entertaining about it. Oh, it's my gosh, me and Nate actually feel the exact same way about something like to a T. I uh, that's the thing is I hate the fact that anything with Riddle with uh, involving him in a push, I hate the fact that they're taking two singles competitors, putting them into a tag team. You know, damn well they're gonna be tag champions at some point. I hate that as well, but I, I am so entertained by this. I'm laughing at Randy Orton's and part of it is I feel like this is how Randy Orton actually feels about Riddle. And I think he's just that good of a professional that he can pull this off without it being a legitimate problem. But knowing how Randy Orton is in real life and knowing how Riddle is in real life, I feel like this is 110% valid of how Randy Orton feels about Matt Riddle in real life. So yes, it is entertaining. I don't like that it's entertaining because I don't like the writing thought process, but it's fucking entertaining. The, the way that this works for me is that Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, the only thing that they actually have in common is their biting and deep love of marijuana. So you've got the vapor and the fucking 420 bro and their chief and clouds backstage. And they like, you know, like that to me, like when you saw, dude, when you saw fucking buff Bagwell, on WCW in about 1999, you could tell he smoked two joints before walking out that curtain and he's going to go smoke two more once he walks back. So like, if that's the vibe of the whole gimmick, I'm fucking in like, and, and yeah, no, it is 110% all about Randy Orton playing off of uh, Matt Riddle's buffoonery. Um, But I, I do still hate the fact that a, a accused, uh, uh, sexual assaulter is getting any kind of push in this fucking company. But then again, uh, Velveteen Dream is still employed. So the bar is remarkably low. It's the oh. vapor and the viper. <laughs> that makes me think of the, uh, the, the oh, G.I. Joe episode. The viper is coming. The viper is coming. <laughs> yes. the, fact that, the fact that Chuck listened to mine and Nate's opinions and I could see the look on his face. He was just waiting to say that line. I was. I, was. <laughs> it was I had it queued up like, for a minute too, but uh, I gotta remember you that. took it, Chuck. I got to remember that for sure. We saw this in uh, NXT when he was teamed up with the Bruiserweight when uh, the bro was to- teamed up with the Bruiserweight. It was the yeah, same. Randy Orton will pull this off better. 
Yeah, I think oh, probably. So. Oh, yeah, for no, sure. He, just, he needs a straight man to play off of. And uh, and I'm sure Randy Orton will supply it to Erica. The look on your face he, is Pete Dunn's a pretty good straight man. Like <laughs> you're like, first of all, that man's face. I mean, come just alone, like just it's a goblin face. It's it is, and it, let me tell you, like so I saw it. I saw it up close at a oh, God, a Knights of Columbus Hall. Excellent. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> he, uh, is he uh, as yellow in person as he looks on television? Because I'm like, does he have jaundice? Is this like, uh, am I being ableist by making fun of his skin tone? He's like the rat bastard in, uh, yes. in uh, Sin City. Yes. <laughs> he's Elijah Wood in Sin, in Sin City. No, no. He just had very unfortunate texture issues with his skin and some yeah, very looked- just... Yeah, he, look, he looks like he had acne problems. As, uh, as yeah, like severe acne scars. Like, yeah. right, I'm like no, you're gonna have to keep piling on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel bad. <laughs> Poor guy alone. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Who wants to you're keep just, score? I'm just saying the lesions on his face are a fucking problem for me. We just That's all. Oh my it, Hang on there. It would be one thing too, like, and he just he's just the scowl all the time. Doesn't break. That's just who he is. Fascinating is like who, what two superstars in WWE are on a like like Matt Riddle's elevator has plummeted towards the earth. Whereas I think for most of us on this panel, are as we learned more about Randy Orton and his his personal life and personal uh, viewpoints, is on an elevator up. And so there's a juxtaposition there that's really at least holds my interest a little bit. But it's the curmudgeonly thing, right? It's the old man putting up with with the idiot kid that really makes for the comedy like here justin <laughs> wow erica i'm sorry uh, just justin, justin was reading um some comic strips on his phone don't ever uh, compare me to matt riddle again on this show <laughs> ever ever fair erica after two rounds what is our score okay now i i have to come clean about something i kind of uh because i haven't uh watched much wrestling this week as you guys were kind of chitting and chatting i ended up down a uh, twitter rabbit hole uh looking at some cute dogs so did justin <laughs> you, you did, did you sweep that i swept did you that. Did. I swept it. that's it what i thought um i just look so when she got all mad and said someone dogs. else could keep score well she wasn't even keeping score anyway so <laughs> gentlemen it's been a couple of weeks okay for me and I saw some very cute dogs. If we're being this fair, is- as the person who edits this show, it's been as number of weeks as we've recorded this show because every week, every it's single been a week, couple of weeks, you right. say it's been a week. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> very close. I don't know for sure. Ah. But it's very, very common. It's because by the time she gets here, it's been a week and she knows she's got to put up it's with been this a week. buffoonery. Actually, I think that's just since the time that this show began. Yeah, right, it feels right. like it's been a week. It, yeah. And do I we have a, do we have that, a score? I will confess. Or... I will confess. Yeah, yeah I'm in yeah. the lead. <laughs> no, Chuck is not in the lead. No, Justin is... <laughs> Chuck, yes, I'm in the lead. No. So. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. No. Well, guess. No, Justin, you're in the lead with six points. Nate's got five, Chuck with one. Yeah, Let's... well, we're, we're working on golf scores, right? 
No, okay. you get the first question, Chuck. We have to move along here because Justin has a deadline. I do. Okay. And uh, so we're going to get the first question from the third category, Around the Ring. Yes. And it's a toughie. Now that NXT has moved to Tuesdays, AEW doesn't have to contend with wrestling competition on Wednesday nights. What a relief. However, it was announced last week that uh, Turner Broadcasting, the home of AEW, has signed a seven-year deal worth $220 million per year, which is considerably more than their deal with AEW, with this organization who likes to feature games on Wednesday night. Who is it? Oh, um, oof. I'm going to say uh, MLW. That is incorrect. Yeah, I tried. I Nate, do you know who uh, they just signed the big contract with? That would be the National Hockey League. That is correct, sir. Can I ask uh, what MLW is? Uh, it's Major League Wrestling. I misunderstood the question. Okay. That's on me. Okay. That's My on long-ass me. questions may not help, but that's part of the fun. No, that's yes. fine. Uh, your favorite Stanley Cup uh, champions of all time, not named the Red Wings. Nate, go. Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. Talk about whatever you'd like. I take a minute. Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come on. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Dirty let's go. Let's go. Club with you. Club with you and Patrick Wah, baby. Justin, you're all, you're, yeah, you go live ahead. in Detroit. You can't say the Colorado Avalanche, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, no, 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 no. In seventh grade, at the height of that rivalry, during the very same year that Darren McCarty got all of his fucking teeth knocked down his throat, I was wearing Colorado Avalanche gear oh, to school and getting fucking powerbombed after class by the fucking bullies, I'll have you know. Oh, okay? Nate has been a heel since the minute he came out yes. of the womb. God damn I, uh, right. I'm going to go him. since I'm a, a youngster. Um, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning from last year. I love that team. And Mr. Steve Eiserman put that team together, uh, which gives me a little more love for that. So, yes, I'm going to go with the Lightning. Jersey Devils. Hail Satan. I, I like when uh, there was a minute when uh, when uh, Buffalo was had the fiery horse. No, it was Calgary. The Flames. The Calgary Flames had a flaming yeah. horse on their jersey. I like that. Uh, yeah. You know, the um, the first time I saw the band Sugar Ray uh, was in the shelter, which is the basement Ooh. of St. Andrew's Hall. I love this And story. the lead singer of Sugar Ray came out and uh, Mark McGrath, for the, those of you who don't know, Justin Valentine, for example. Um <laughs> He got he was getting drunk during the show, and I mean it was it was raucous. It was a fun night, and then all of a sudden, he starts talking. He starts uh, during during a musical interlude. He starts naming all of the uh, Red Wings and saying they suck. Like, the beat. <laughs> then he starts naming all of the uh, the the Devils, who at that time were our competitors. So this must have been ninety five or ninety six. Um, and saying that they ruled then he said i'm going to get down in that pit and for this next song i'm going to stand down there and none of you motherfuckers are tough enough to take me down and the minute the first note hit he got his ass kicked <laughs> the show ended by him getting on the stage and throwing glass <laughs> bottles into the crowd and uh, the band stormed the stage leaving the dj to clean up the mess and face the crowd and he said oh we don't have any money for equipment i don't know why he did that please don't kill me <laughs> <laughs> so there you go what a story that you know what one. you know what kevin owens and elias have nothing on fucking mark mcgrath the, the stones mark on that man to do that <laughs> i love that story so much the stones on that man yeah. well i i i just my respect for sugar ray just went through the <laughs> no, roof seriously. somehow 
And anytime that they play at a festival after that, because that was their first album, they had the Green Machine song. They weren't merely the band that they were. Obviously, they're playing the basement of of another venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And uh, every time they'd play a festival, there would be like when they he would mention the Red Wings because the Red Wings would then go on to have their fucking decade of dominance, and he would pretend that never happened. He'd he he would give a shout out to to the Red Wings, and you would have you know fifty people in the crowd giving him just harsh booze and oh, everybody that else is looking, so at, funny. looking at we us. We know what you did, asshole. As That's though right. we were just huge assholes. Like, how dare you boo the Red Wings? So he was able to flip <laughs> that into making us the goddamn heels. Fuck you, Mark McGrath, you brilliant son of a bitch. I just, I <laughs> love, I love the fact, like he must have had no idea where the fuck he actually was. Because no, I've had two friends that have been knifed in that parking lot. Like, yeah. come on, like you're <laughs> bro, you're at you're at fucking St. Andrew's Hall. Like, yeah. no, no. And he went it with the whole down there. tough thing. But none of you motherfuckers can take me down. And it was like he just got I mean, it took <laughs> bro, do you know how close second. you are to Nikki's like, fuck <laughs> off. What is wrong with you? If, All right. If, if there's not someone who will murder you in this crowd, there is 100 percent someone next door who will. Fair. And they'll do it. They'll do it just for the story, just for the story you just told. They'd be like, oh, okay. You want me to kill that guy? Sure. Let's do it. (laughs) Remember that that punk ass lead singer trash trash talk the Red Wings. I ended their career. And then I ended his life. Uh, home sweet home you guys they would have ended yeah, the right? entire uh, the landscape of 90s soft rock shout out to detroit thank you thank goodness he wasn't knife all right so does nate control the board is that where we're at here he does the two yes. point question of around the ring nate all right on impact <clears throat> this oh, week God. It was announced that another NJPW wrestler is crossing through the Perbindor, I believe, to go after the X Championship. Um, on this uh, this here fine Bullet Club day, Nate, who is that superstar? Oh, God. Um, I know it's a Bullet Club member. Uh, fuck. Uh, El Fantasmo? That is correct, sir. Nice. Holy oh, shit. shit. Just under the wire for two points. Uh, so I've recently seen El Fantasmo wrestle, and I think he's um, fucking good. Uh, this is going to be this is going to make for some great matches. Maybe we should er- Erica. What do you think in terms of El Fantasmo being able to stir it up in impact? I love El Fantasmo so damn much. Uh, at first, like he really annoyed me at first, but he really grew on me as of late. Uh, he had a brief stint doing commentary with Kevin Kelly and was just funny as shit. And I think that's what really kind of won me over. I mean, beyond the fact that he's just incredibly talented in the ring and super young, uh, it, it's oh, oh, he, oh, he's a son of a bitch. I love him. <laughs> And it's fun to see the Forbidden Door um, being expanded, regardless yes, of who it is. Right. But I think that El Fantasmo is going to be able to make some waves, for sure. For sure. All right. Anyone else have a comment, or shall we move on to the third question? Let's get it done. Nah, he seems like a pretty cool dude. All right. Nate, on nice being guy. the lead this week, the Young Bucks challenged the audience to do a Google search of their net worth. What was the total net worth of the two uh, that I was able to find? Uh, we are using <laughs> prices right rules once again. God. 
I don't fucking know. Uh, let's go uh, $1.5 million. All right. $1.5 million. Each, dollars. each. Okay, so a total of $3 million. Sure. Chuck. Uh, $300,000. Interesting choice. <laughs> Justin Valentine. I hate the young bucks. Um, just say thirty dollars. Well, no, well, the I, plot thickens. I'm, no, I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The uh, I'm gonna go with. Let's go two mil, two million dollars. The answer I have here is two point two million dollars. Uh, when I did my forensic accounting, although if you, it seems most will give you the the pat answer of two million dollars. So you are on the nose there. Awesome. That's to me. I don't know that there's much a discussion point here, but it is interesting to see where they're at financially, considering sure. they've really like they are the the top of the indie game, right? Even as AEW, I guess, is a competitor to WWE. We know they're not giving out these huge contracts, and in fact, we don't really well, we don't really know what contracts they were giving out. So, okay. uh, presumably, you know, so we've got these guys who are not only top talent but also have. Um, leadership positions within the company were $2.2 million. I imagine that number is going to go up once, uh, mm -hmm. you know, year by year, but who knows? That's a lot yep. of hot topic t-shirt money. It, yep. is. it is. I'd love to know what that number was before AEW started. Right. When they were, yeah. I mean, because they were still the top of the, you know, the indie card, like sure. they were the guys that you had to shell out the big money to get on your, on your show. But I'd, I'd love to know how much that number has expanded in the last like two years. Yeah. And, and you kind of got to wonder how much uh, ownership they have in the company as well. If they're, sure. in, you know, uh, executive vice presidents, uh, I'm sure that that came with, you know, stock options and things like that. So uh, you have to wonder if their valuation is tied to the value of the company. Yeah, I have a feeling that this number that you're able to find on Google is probably off. You know, the plus or minus on that's got to be pretty big. There's probably considerable wealth behind them that we're not aware of. Correct. So what you're saying is that the 300,000 that I guessed could be very close to correct. Uh, no, I was suggesting it's probably more. Um, I'm trying to get more points. So I was points. right, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. Nate, I Nate, got the maybe. question right. <laughs> maybe <laughs> technically, I'm just saying in the spirit of Look, you know, I just I was right. That's all. Points. That's all. That's all we got to say. Oh, is I was right. Language, fine. Justin. This I'm, is a I'm friendly conversation about wrestling, Justin. There's no you reason just, for you to curse. I know. And by the way, you said friendly at the beginning of the show, and you just spouted out the word "fuck" about he likes, four times. In your he story. likes to try and speak it into the universe in case it actually happens this week. Never one gets week, friendly. I'm going to be yet. right. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. After three okay. rounds, Erica, where are we? Well, good news, gentlemen. I did not get distracted by dogs this round. <laughs> yes! So, Score! yeah, we have a Katie. scorekeeper. <laughs> we do. I mean, fun. you know, it's so funny. I make one goddamn mistake, like over the course of a goddamn year. And you're like, <laughs> oh, Erica's just off her game. I'm like, I am always on. Damn it. It's, it's anyway. Just Enough it made it better that you just said, oh, do you want someone else to keep score? And you weren't even keeping score. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, we got Mr. Justin Valentine in the lead with nine points, Nate with eight, Chuck with one, and final fall time. So, Shawnee. We're going to do something up? a little different this week, everybody. <clears throat> and we're going to toss it over to Erica, who is going to present 
the final fall question. I like that you're stretching. You're getting ready for this. You're treating it as the big moment. So bad that it is. Pipe down, nerd. Erica. Take it away. I shall. Well, as we previously mentioned, gentlemen, today, as we're recording this episode, is Bullet Club Day. Happy Bullet Club Day, one and all. Too sweet. Yes, exactly. The popular faction was founded on May 3rd, 2013, and it birthed one of the most popular wrestling shirts in recent memory. In 2017, when the shirt was first available via ProWrestlingTees.com, the shirt company moved a staggering amount of BizClass shirts in the first four months of availability. Without going over, how many (laughs) shirts were sold in that four month period? The name of the show, the prices, right? Today, at least, one yeah. plus show without going over. So I say <laughs> without yes. going over. Um, let's have uh, we we usually do this with uh, who's ever in the league goes first, correct? Yep. And then we okay. So Justin, how many shirts? Staggering amount. Um, staggering amount of shirts. That the word for, staggering is well, uh, is can, what's yeah. making me go. You know, point of, point of clarification. Was this before the hot topic deal? 2017. So, yeah, it yeah, was. Okay. Be- yeah. So you it said was the be- first day. First four months. Four months. First four first months. Four oh, months yeah. from. So, um, OK, so this is and- from pro wrestling tees. First four months. Yes. OK, I can reread the question again. I thought no, I, was I have found that all of okay. the clarity that I need. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm going to say a staggering amount. Uh more than 40 at least. <laughs> 41. No. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. Dozens. <laughs> dozens and dozens. I'm going to say 450,000. Woo. Okay. Mr. Nate Bender, you're up. How many shirts did Pro Wrestling Tees move? I'm going to say a million. One million mm. t-shirts. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna Charles. Well, I think I'm say, gonna sir? uh cut the difference between the two of them and say uh let's say seven hundred and fifty million or seven hundred and fifty thousand. No, no, he said million. He said million. He said million. All right. Before we move on, uh, we're going to allow 750000 to stand. Although, oh, Chuck, come on! Price is right rules dictate that you go $1 more than the person who you're trumping so that they have zero chance to win unless they got it exactly right. I'm just trying to Why get do we have to constantly re- You're making fun of me for having so many prices right rules. You still don't fucking understand this extremely simple dynamic. And I'm angry with everybody on the panel show here. about this. And I, I'm going to say one shirt. <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, were none of you homesick from school ever growing up? How have you not learned how to play this goddamn game? I don't even know how Jeopardy works. Oh, man. Well, we can, uh, we can unpack that. We can unpack that another time. It's a mystery, uh, like evolution. But it is a mystery. So uh, the total amount of shirts moved within a four-month period was 400 17,430. No, don't pump your fist. Oh, buddy. wait, my you one shirt over. wins. Exactly. <laughs> Shuddy wins. Shuts the house. Shuddy somehow won. With Way to go. Points. 
That's not count. I win. That's a, no, 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 no. How many points understand. was that worth? I win. It, no, you don't win. Oh, yeah, actually, I guess I won get the game. Oh, yeah. Sean, Sean won with one T-shirt. It was I won the game. Next highest has nine. Sean's the victor. Yeah. yeah. Usually final falls are worth like 10 points, Nate. So, I mean, if we want, if I wanted to be a real dick, I'd be like, well, Sean, he won this, this uh, game today. And <laughs> kind of. let's go. Kind of. But it's no. in now. Uh, I won the game. Sean, I, I you... think we're going to have to ask the audience who uh, is who holds true. the title going into next Vote. week. Vote on Twitter at One Fall Show on our poll and let us know who you think. In fact, I won the game. This yeah. show. This. Look, I, I just look, I don't want him to have a little hissy before bedtime. I think Justin should be the champion because, yeah, technically he won. <laughs> uh, he went over. <laughs> I won the game, though. I had the most but points. He, we all got he had the most, po- he had yeah, the most points means- going in, buddy. Yeah, which means none of us got points. Which well, is- for going over, he should have gotten minus points. So well, we all over would be points. like golf. You went over too. I know you should minus points. points for me. I still win. See now, Nate's on my side. He wants Once to play again. The I'm the most. No, over. it's golf I rules. Honestly, Chuck would this, win. At this point, at this point, this all of your children. Shawnee wins. Nope, I said it. Shawnee wins. <laughs> this game sucks. I you all pissed game. me off. Shawnee's the new champion. Everyone, let's go around and say a minute of crap. Okay, you this got a minute. My... Wrap up the week. You can either talk some trash. You can talk about professional wrestling. Let's go. <laughs> I hate this game. Um, first of all, <laughs> number one. Uh, number two, uh, when it comes to wrestling, you know, we brought up the Dark Order and we t- brought up Brody Lee. And, you know, of course, they're trying to keep it together for Brody Lee. But you got to keep in mind when Brody Lee was around, they were actually a legitimate, like, scary force. And now they're just kind of like the laughing stock. And it doesn't make sense because you have the gear and the masks of a creepy, legitimate force. But then you have the personality of like the freaking oddities from way back when, right? And it doesn't make sense. Boop, boop. Right. So you either need to go back to being a legitimate force or break that damn group up because what they're doing now makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, Trying to just live off of Brody's name is only going to go so far. And if you're trying to live off of Brody's name, why don't you be the faction that you were when Brody was around? If there are too were, damn many of them. That's, that's what I was going to say. If they were going to break them up, uh, they would have to make space for each of those dudes as performers, you know, individuals or a tag team. And this is a roster that's already cluttered. You know, right. where would we ever see Colt Cabana if it wasn't for him coming out on stage with the rest of the Dark Order? Cut we up. wouldn't. We wouldn't. Um, OK, so here's my minute. Uh, I you know, I, I did say that I watched a lot of wrestling this week, but it wasn't a lot of modern wrestling. Shout out to therapy underscore dragon on Twitch, who has been streaming 98 and 99 WWF, WCW, uh, Raw's, Nitro's, Smackdown's when they started. Uh, a Sunday night heat pay-per-views. Uh, it, uh, listen, I know that your channel is probably going to get banned at some point. So I would encourage everyone to go out there and watch this channel for as long as Twitch allows it to be up because it's really fantastic. They do two cool things. First, they, they show everything in order as it happens. So you kind of get this really kind of full picture of everything that was happening on the Monday night wars really fascinating point in time to take a look at. 
And the second thing that they do is they've got these sound effects that you can trigger with chat points. And uh, like, uh, for example, one of them is Michael Buffer's like, let's get ready to rumble. So when you get Michael Buffer on every episode of Thunder doing the main event, it is just cascading sound effects of let's get ready to let's get ready to let's get ready. It's just the funniest fucking thing that I've ever heard. So go check it out. Therapy underscore dragon on Twitch. Uh, it's definitely worth your time. Chuck Bean, there's a little bit of uh, uh, a shadow over who actually controls the title going into next week, but no, it's not, not you. Uh, you know <laughs> what? Classic WCW finish. Uh, please uh, take your minute to address the audience. I'm going to clutch my single point that I earned this week uh, <laughs> lovingly and enjoy my single point. Once again, if we were working by golf rules, I would have won. And uh, I like that. I want to give a shout out to the editors of the A&E documentaries that have been going on in the last three weeks uh, over there. It is the best thing in wrestling. And I'm really looking forward to watching an A&E documentary the week of WrestleMania backlash because it's going to be way more entertaining but this week they talked about macho man randy savage who's one of my favorite classic wrestlers and um they cut from hulk hogan saying well ricky and randy weren't trying to um upstage me and andre they knew better than that immediately to ricky steamboat saying oh yeah we were trying to upstage andre and hogan absolutely we wanted to have the best match on the card yeah fucking shout out perfect comedic timing as far as editing goes if you get the opportunity watch any and all of these things they're great Erica, would you uh, like to Hulk. wrap up the show for us? Yeah, Hulk Hogan, you jabroni. <laughs> I, it just, I just felt like- Fuck the Hulk Hogan. There you go. Um, I will end on kind of a silly note. Um, as you all know, I'm a big fan of one Minoru Suzuki and I follow him on Instagram and he shared a video of him catching a fish and he was very happy about it. And it was wholesome and sweet. And I was genuinely happy for Minoru Suzuki and really the world in that one shiny moment. So Did he murder the fish. No, but like, uh, like it's, it's so like, you know how you always hear those, those stories of wrestlers. It's like, Oh, he plays just a monster on TV, but he's the nicest guy. I'm like, Oh my God, Minoru Suzuki. I, he seems so sweet. I'm like, oh, let's be friends. He's as long as you're not cute socks and, and go fishing. As long yeah. as you're not an opponent, you're safe. Yeah, that's fine. Check that Kaze out. Ninare. Kaze Ninare, everybody. I mean, he's right. got to be a very safe dinner date, you know? Like, <laughs> you're pretty safe if you're hanging out with Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, you are. Unless he flips the table on you. <laughs> True. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Erica, thank you for bailing me out this week. I think we've had a fairly successful episode, all things considered. Uh, right. No title. Um, I came in <laughs> flat-footed. And, uh, oh, Todd, I'm champ. And Justin uh, still doesn't understand Price's right rules as uh, Chuck does not. Do. I got it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's been a week, Erica. It's been a week. <laughs> Look, sucks. I'm not wrong. Damn it. <laughs> I think Erica gets points for not being wrong. Erica's not me. wrong, everybody. Whew. Title of episode, you guys. Take that. <laughs> that, that, that I mean, that's just, that, that's like the live, laugh, love yep. of the One Fall show. <laughs> Erica's not wrong, everybody. <laughs> the live, laugh. And, uh, and uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Have fun, everyone. Be safe. And right after this, we're going to tell everyone where you can find us on social media. Don't <laughs> fall in the whole.
All right. You can find me on Twitter at Shawnee Constant and at One Fall Show, where I am always uh, live tweeting the AEW show and, you know, jumping into different shows throughout the week. Please come and have a conversation with me there. I am shouting into the abyss and it is so weird. You can also find me on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant, where I post various photographs. Uh, Justin, where can people find you? Uh, on social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JV sports talk.com. And the JV sports talk pay-per-view pod is coming back Saturday, May 15th for that lovely WrestleMania backlash. Do you know WrestleMania who backlash? Do you know who uh, your yes. guest is going to be yet? My guest is going to be uh, the executive producer of the morning bounce on 105.1 to bounce also on air at 101 WRIF. Mr. Janelle uh, will be with me for that show. Uh, again, Saturday, book. May 15th, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Outstanding. Chuck, uh, where can people find you? Uh, of course, if you've listened to this show, then you like the sound of my voice. You can hear more of it on 101 WRIF. Yes, that's why we all come here. <laughs> that's why you're here. You can find me on the Nerd Radio Podcast and WRIF.com. You can find me on the one for, on the <laughs> Talk Horror to Me podcast with Johnny Constant and on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K. That's why you only got one point. Hate the hate. Where can people find you? Don't follow me. I don't want you. <laughs> but make sure you check check out Checkpoint XP's Twitch stream on Saturday afternoons where we're That's playing the wrong Super one. Universe mode. That's the wrong God damn one. It! Party sure foul. You- wow. Wow. <laughs> and we don't wow. have it anymore, Chuck. So you just get oh. thanks for nothing. Oh, just <laughs> turn the knife a little bit more. Those are the folks <laughs> who fired Nate. I don't know why <laughs> Chuck <laughs> insists on rubbing <laughs> salt in that wound. And you want what and you wonder why I'm a heel. Is <laughs> any question why I'm a heel? Limit break radio. Limit break so bad, Chuck. You limit break radio. Silver universe mode. One fall show. YouTube channel. I'm gonna go fucking punch myself in the dick. Are there any uh, ex boyfriends that you'd rub like to rub in Erica's face uh, before she gives her social media channels? <laughs> Erica, where can people find you? Jason says hello. <laughs> I would have, I would have absolutely died if you actually got a name. Phillip, Correct. I've been like, why you won't what? call How him back? <laughs> Uh, well, well, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram, usually having a week at Erica underscore Bannis. And yeah, man, this was this was a weird one, but I really liked this episode. You guys, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. have you got any titles for us? I, th- I think our title has already been stated, but uh, would you like to go down the list? I, man, there was a lot of good ones. And, and I did note this last week. Nate, when you aren't here, you're energy certainly lends itself to some incredible titles uh and like like this one no not ted jr uh <laughs> <laughs> i like this one chunky and not very appetizing that was great that's my nickname how did you know that oh my god <laughs> Uh, well, and the, the aforementioned Charles Entertainment Cheese presents the One Fall Show, which could really just be an ongoing oh. title, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Bring back the fist. Fist, fist me Smackdown. Smackdown. Right there. Uh, Justin is over Teddy Long. It's mm-hmm. been a week, like always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Elias have nothing on Mark McGrath. <laughs> and and also a, an evergreen title. Erica's not wrong. I know there's like three evergreen titles in there that would make fantastic sticker yeah. slash t-shirts. I, I, I want I want Fist Me Smackdown. 
I was I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, I thought you were going to say Erica's not wrong, but that's OK. No. I guess it would be <laughs> I would be a little like... weird if you wore a shirt that said Erica's not I wrong. Do. I want it in the live, laugh, love. Like I want your name in like a stylized cursive and like a calligraphy not... type. I'm yeah. going to get one of those uh, signs. I'm going to hang it right here. So every week you just Erica's see Erica's not, not wrong. wrong. Oh, I'm so like, once I feel more comfortable going out in public, I'm going to do painting with a twist. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those tacky suburban ladies drinking wine and painting some nice tacky wood signs. Love it. Oh, 